equal rights. It seemed impossible for centuries and centuries, and then one day, it was possible. Hey, it's Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome to episode 82 of Weaver and Loom, Own the Future. And this week, we've been talking about stories, people who have done the impossible. They were told that this will never happen. Science told them it would never happen. The, the society said it was impossible. They said the weather conditions were wrong. The, the science and the math would never add up. You could never run a four-minute mile. Humans could never fly. Slavery would never be ended. And people would never have equal rights. Well, there are a lot of stories that we could talk about when it comes to equal rights. We could talk about women's suffrages and Annie Kenny, who was thrown in jail when she stood up and demanded an answer from parliament. And she empowered millions of others. We could talk about women like Fawazia Al-Bakr, who lost her job in 1990 in Riyadh when she drove her car with 47 other women to demand the rights of women to be able to drive in Saudi. There's many stories that we could tell, but today I wanted to tell the story of Rosa Parks, not necessarily because of Rosa Parks. She's very famous. It's a quite uh, well-known story, but there's a part in the story when I was looking through this week on, on exactly what story I wanted to tell. There's a part in the story that I found so so impactful that I wanted to share. So first, Rosa Parks. It is the year 1955. It's December 1st. She is coming home after a long day of work. She sits down in the front of the bus, which at this point, there's segregation. She should be sitting in the back of the bus. And the bus driver says, hey, you need to move to the back of the bus. There's a white man who needs to sit in your seat. She says, "Uh uh-uh, no way. I ain't moving. You can arrest me. I don't care, but I'm not going to move. And that sparked and ignited her arrest, sparked and ignited millions of African-Americans to stand up and say, we demand an end to segregation. We demand equal rights in this nation. And they put Dr. Martin Luther King as the spokesperson for the civil rights movement. Now, when... Dr. Martin Luther King came on board. He said, we are going to see the civil rights movement happen peacefully and without violence. We are not going to resort to violence to see our rights come to pass, but we are going to do so peacefully. Well, his critics didn't like it. The people on his team didn't like this. Like the only way this is going to happen is if we make a ruckus, if we stand up and shout and riot and demand our rights. Otherwise it will never happen. He said, no, we're going to do it peacefully. Well, It turns out January 13th, 1956, just six weeks later after Rosa Parks was arrested, someone threw a bomb at Dr. Martin Luther King's house. When it exploded, the neighborhood gathered, the masses gathered, they all came around Dr. Martin Luther King's house. He came out, he forgave the people that bombed his house publicly, and then According to Taylor Branch in The Parting of the Waters, tells what happens next. And this is a quote. King walked out onto the French porch, holding up his hands for silence. He tried to still the anger by speaking with an exaggerated peacefulness in his voice. Everything was all right, he said. 
Don't get panicky. Don't do anything panicky. Don't get your weapons. If you have weapons, take them home. He who lives by the sword will perish by the sword. Remember, that is what Jesus said. We are not advocating violence. We want to love our enemies. I want you to love our enemies. Be good to them. This is what we must live by. We must meet hate with love. When the crowd of several hundred was silent, he continued, I did not start this boycott. I was asked by you to serve as your spokesman. I want it to be known the length and breadth of this land, that if I am stopped, this movement will not stop. If I am stopped, our work will not stop. For what we are doing is right, and what we are doing is just, and God is with us. Dr. Martin Luther King didn't resort to violence, but he returned When he received hate, he returned love. When he received violence, he returned forgiveness and peace. He lived counterculturally, and he saw a civil rights movement that is renowned throughout all of history, throughout all the world. We look to this man, to this moment of how he was one who stood up and changed all of history. And what I love, too, about Dr. Martin Luther King is that He was standing up for someone else. Yes, he was standing up for his own kind. But so often today, we stand up with this sense of entitlement of the man's oppressing me, this this other gender's oppressing me, this other race is oppressing me. I am a victim. But guess what? If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you would know where we stand. You know where I stand, but I believe that we are not victims We are powerful agents of change in the world around us, that we have the ability to make choices. We have the ability to live differently. We have the ability to live counterculturally like Dr. Martin Luther King did, where he stood on his principles to live by peace and not resort to violence. And because of that, he changed the world. Another thing that Dr. Martin Luther King did, he was was standing up for someone else. And so often we fall into these, as I said, victim mentalities And these entitlement mentalities where we feel entitled to something. And so we bemoan and we groan about how we're so oppressed, how we justice isn't being served, how we got dealt a bad hand. But we must realize that even if this is the case, the response is not to sit around and complain and demand that we have our rights. The correct response is that we would go out and we would serve others others, that we would stand up and say, yes, I may not be getting my fair shake at life. Maybe I feel that way. I don't, but maybe you do. Maybe you feel like there's a laundry list of reasons why life has not treated you fair, why a government or a person or a race has mistreated you. Okay. That might be the case. And for many people across the globe, it is the case, but a response must remain, that we must stand up as a person, as a people who may be facing oppression or facing resistance, and we must be the agent of change for other people. Because we can stand up as powerful individuals and say, yep, I, I don't have a fair shake at life, but there's someone else next to me, they don't have a fair shake either, and I'm going to help them. They didn't get dealt the right cards either. I'm going to help someone else. And that is the response 
The response to injustice is not demanding our own entitlements and not demanding our own rights, but it's about giving up our rights so that we can serve someone else, so that we can be generous to someone else. It's laying down our lives for someone else's sake. That is where greatness comes. That is where change comes. That is where living counterculturally in a way that actually has an a footprint has an imprint on the world around us for future generations. That's where it happens because it's when we give. That's when we create a legacy for ourselves, for our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and for the world around us. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it has uh, encouraged you and spurred you on to live counterculturally, to live in a, in a place of forgiveness and live in a place of rather than demanding your entitlements, looking for p- ways to serve, looking for ways to lay down your rights to serve other people around you who are probably going through it much worse than you are because there's always someone who's going through it worse than you or I. If you have been listening to this podcast for any length of time, whether it's just the 10 minutes of this episode or all 82 episodes prior, I would ask one thing of you, one thing, would you share it with a friend? Would you share this podcast with someone else that you know is looking to make an impact on the world around them? Also, I love getting your questions please go over to lucasgrobot.com or to my Instagram at lucasgrobot or to LinkedIn or email me your questions. I would love to hear them and answer them right here on Own the Future, Weaver and Loom. Thank you for listening. And remember, go out, be a change maker, own your future and weave your destiny. You're listening to Weaver Loom where destiny is woven. <laughs>